Welcome back to Cinema Vino. Hey. We're here on a bitchin' Saturday night. Uh, I'm here with my dogs. Yo, yo. Travis. Over that ass is too fat. <laughs> and, what? Uh, and so basically, we are going to try something a little different. Uh, we are all right now sober as preachers in the deep south. Well, I'm, hung, had, I'm hungover. Oh, I've had one sip of wine. Yes. Yeah, I just took one too. And yes, Taylor is not. Doing well. I partied hard last night. Probably won't be with us for much longer on the planet. Literally, rest in peace. He's already called his Uber. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what we're going to do is we drew Thirteenth Warrior during the last podcast. Ugh. For those of you who have been along for this uh, roller coaster ride of emotions, we are going to drink a little Merlot. We're going to watch Thirteenth Warrior. We're probably down more than one bottle, multiple bottles, and we will come back. In a different state of mind It's like we, we will enter another dimension And then come back And join you I mean it's kind of like 13th Warrior mm-hmm. It's like We're going to learn A new language Yeah Ooh, yeah. We're going to experience Good weather So I, I felt really bad About my, my pull My pick Because we've all seen it But you guys both have told me You haven't seen it In almost 20 years Yeah no, I, I saw it time. in your bedroom In high school Oh. And not our hands were furiously moving underneath the covers <laughs> and tummy sticks. And I was like, I just know that my motivation is very low right now to watch this movie, but because I love you guys, I'm going to do it. I've always found that while you're like, I watch Raiders of the Lark. Jesus, I'm not even drunk yet. I watch, <laughs> I've watched Raiders of the Lost Ark, but then when I watched it when I was drinking, oh my God, it got so much better. You're going to fucking love it right, when we yeah, get to the end. We'll see. I felt bad at first, but now I'm fucking down. I brought three versions of the movie. <laughs> that, that is actually very true. We'll take a picture, throw that up on the website. Mm-hmm. That's uh, moviereviews.us for those of you who are brave enough to join us on mm-hmm. that realm and check it out. Yes, he, there are three stacks of movies over there of 13th Warrior. Region 1. Uh, uh, two different DVDs, which I guess I bought twice. And then a import Blu-ray, which I... <laughs> Not sure is in English. <laughs> I, I just I just imagine you walking by like Walmart, you seeing this big bin of DVDs, and you're like, "Oh, Thirteenth Warrior, yeah, that sounds good." He's <laughs> like, "Oh, sure, Ooh, scandal." <laughs> <laughs> Season four, yeah, you haven't experienced Thirteenth Warrior until you've listened to it in Icelandic. Mm-hmm. So I can't wait. Yeah, it's gonna be great. So I guess we'll be back in an hour and forty three minutes. You guys want to uh, join with us? It's 46 minutes, wasn't it? It's, yeah, something. It's going to yeah. seem like 46. It's going to be 43, but it's going to feel like three minutes long. 43. Damn it. Yeah. So I was hoping we'd draw my movie a problem child, too, but I think we're stuck with 13th Warrior. I was kind of hoping we'd get like Big Top Pee Wee or mm-hmm. either one of the mannequins. Yeah. But I've just seen recently both of the mannequins, so. <laughs> Big Top Pee Wee's our destiny. Mm-hmm. It, it's, our, it's our little penguin. Hey, Pee Wee. <laughs> Good lord So Anyway We are going to go on our journey And then we will be back When we're hot and fresh Out the kitchen So Hello there Do I see my father We'll see you in a bit Goodbye Welcome back, and we're here, and we're overjoyed that we just watched 13th Warrior. Good Lord. It was amazing. Guys, I'm sorry. Uh, and before we descend into absolute anarchy, uh, I want to say that you can listen, rate, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Yeah. 
Uh, give us a good review. Tell us you love us. We would greatly appreciate it. How many wines have we had since our last uh, recording here? We are almost to our third bottle. Here. I mean, I'm... Well, Travis, Travis is... Travis is drinking something rancid. Yeah. I mean, this bottle was left next to the radiator, and it's like for... <laughs> <laughs> I bought it. <laughs> Todd poured it. Said, hell no. Yeah. yeah, I also concurred with Todd. It, it is a delicious Pinot Noir that is past its prime. Well, okay, so and it's I said into toilet wine status. I said my palate is dog shit. Todd was very nice and said my palate was forgiving. Travis, your palate is is pretty mm-hmm. decent. I mean, you know the difference between mayo and mustard. I mean, because you're a water burger oh, with mayo me. guy. Exactly. Uh, Todd's Todd's wife, Joe Joanna, uh, she said my palate is forgiving. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And she's very forgiving. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we are. We started off with the Acre Merlot, which is part of the ebook I'm doing. That was good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm comparing uh, Merlot with the movie Sideways, and for reasons I'll go into in the ebook, and you can read. Yeah. Um, and also Cabernet Franc, which is another one I'm going to pair with that movie. Yeah. Uh, the Acre Merlot, and then the Ravines uh, Cabernet Franc, which is from upstate New York. Big, earthy, smoky. Oh yeah, for sure. Cabernet yeah. Franc. It's, yeah, it's like- burly. Yeah, it was, I mean, especially when, that's why I love whenever you, anyone who's ever learning, trying to figure about wine and learn, the best thing you can do is get two different bottles of wine Mm -hmm. and get a few friends and drink them side by side. Yeah. Because, I mean, that was, I mean, the minute you poured that, I was like, oh my God, it was just so different than the Merlot we were drinking. So, yeah, and the Merlot was velvety almost. Oh, yeah. It was was like a really good Merlot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Both were, it was delicious. Smooth. And then I switched to uh, Anne Ami, which mm-hmm. I don't know when it was originally opened. Uh, yeah, you're drinking what's left of the Anne Ami. Yeah. Um, originally, yeah, that is that is a nice, like, bright uh, cherry, yeah. you know, very traditional Oregon Pinot Noir. This is maybe two months since it was opened? And, oh, my oh God. yeah, that, that is... That makes a lot of sense. That's a box of Raisinets <laughs> liquefied <laughs> at this point. I think it's still pretty good. <laughs> With a hint of baseball cards. I don't think it's good. That 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 is like somebody took some Raisinets and put a uh, Barry Bonds rookie card and liquefied it. And mm. then we've been finishing off the night with a Hinman Pinot Yeah, and we've actually uh, did this yeah, one before. Yeah, we've had that before. Yeah. It's just another kind it was, of. It was a nice what, yeah, thirteen, fourteen dollar bottle mm-hmm. that I was, yeah, yeah. It is, and it's a light, easy drink. I know, I know, we've had it before, but it's one of those Pinots where you're not spending twenty five, thirty bucks. Ooh, and after this podcast, uh, Todd has to take a shot because he <gasps> made a bet with his wife. Yeah, this it is, is very true. Horrid, uh, what was? Can you? Yeah. Why? Why are you taking? What? What bet did you lose? What shot are you taking? Yeah, I'm an idiot. I'm also, he's TLDR. really bad at taking shots, so I'm going to love this. Continue. Yes. Um, so I like to make challenges to my wife in terms of trivia, and I like to park it in areas where I think she might not be able to guess. So full disclosure, we were watching uh, the pilot episode of Designing Women on Hulu. Yes, you do. Delta and, Burke, and, oh, yeah. R.I.P. And it was a great 22 minutes of entertainment. <laughs> I had to look and see. Wait, surely R.I.P. No, she. And Travis just shook his head. No, she just went home. <laughs> Might yeah. as well be. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> so we watched the pilot episode, and of course, end credits are rolling, and I'm feeling saucy and mouthy, and I'm just like, okay, you can tell me the name of the theme song of this show, I will take a shot of alcohol, and lo and behold, as sometimes happens on end credits, they have to cite. Uh, lyrics and music of all the music played in the uh, episode, and that that comes on the end credits of Georgia on my mind. As soon as she looks, 
and she says it, and I am screwed. Well, and she said you didn't even realize it popped up. You were just amazed at her yeah. uh, her pow- prowess. Yeah. So, again, I'm an idiot, and I have to take a shot. What are you Where, taking a shot of? Yeah, that's a good question. There's some Seagram Sevens over there that I'm probably just going to oh. dip my face into. Mm-hmm. I'm going to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> Dibs. I mean, uh, we should probably... Can we take a video of that and put it on the... I mean, I would love to. Yeah. Just go full debauch. Mm-hmm. Um, and we will get to that at a later yes. portion of our broadcast. Uh, so, first of all, what we can do is... You know, in Hollywood, they have the concept of log lines, where it's like you have to summarize something in 20 seconds or two sentences of any movie. That's the great challenge if you ever bring a script into anybody anywhere, is that, you know, you work on it for years, you do draft after draft after draft, and then you meet somebody and they say, sum it up in 20 seconds. And so, what would be, we'll start with Travis, because this is your jam, what would be your log line of 13th Warrior? All right, so you don't follow the hero's POV, you actually uh, follow one of the other minor characters, and you get to see and watch the story from his perspective. I think I'm done. Wow, that okay. was okay. Uh, that was interesting. Yeah. Uh, I guess, I don't even know. Um, following a man on a philosophical, mental, physical journey, and he comes across something that he can immerse his entire body into. Um and the end of the film just leaves nothing to the imagination. Yes. So that would be, it's not a pitch. That's just what I would describe the movie as. Um, I would say in the Middle Ages, an Arab poet uh, gets recruited by uh, Norse warriors to unite and take down a, the mutual threat of some supernatural pagan uh, cult fighters. Okay, Todd, I feel like you set Travis and I up for this, and you practiced with this, and you wrote it down numerous times. <laughs> he answered, He asked a question. He mm-hmm. just... Well, I thought up. about that during the movie. It's like, what is the... Because to me, that the movie borders on incoherent sometimes. Yeah. And I say that not having seen yeah. it since... I don't think I've seen it maybe since the theater. Yeah. Um, yeah, you said... So it came out in 99. You said 20 years. Yeah. I think Taylor has seen it since... I mean, in a... Less amount yeah. of time than that, mm-hmm. but but I was trying to think like what is, and I do that sometimes with reviews of like how would I summarize this in two sentences? You know, can I? And if you can't, you know, then you're in big trouble. It's like in the movie Sideways, where the writer Paul Giamatti is asked multiple times to describe the novel he's been working on for years. Oh yeah, and he can't, he can't yeah. goes into gibberish. Like you know, well, it's a long explanation. He goes into like four or five pages worth of stuff, and it's like you're in trouble if you can't summarize so, it. Well, okay, one of the, of the movies that I had Taylor watch recently was Cabin in the Woods, mm-hmm. and you can't explain it without giving it away. Yeah. I think you probably could. Let's hear it. Well, I mean, I would have to go back and watch it again, uh-huh. but it's like, you, you definitely could, You what you want to do there is like, if you're pitching it, make it like enticing. Yeah. You're pitching it yeah. to, to give somebody the, the spoiler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, yeah. To where it's like, what happens? Mm-hmm. Um, but. So, uh, this was... Clearly my pick. And at first, I was sad. I was like, damn it, you guys have already seen this. Whatever, I guess we'll watch it. But I realized also, this is the only time I could ever get you guys to sit down and actually watch Mm -hmm. a film I liked. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like this is going to be a lot of me trying to defend this movie. But let's hear hear what you guys thought. 
I will say, I, I saw this with you a long time ago, and I, I at one point in the, when we were watching I said, yeah, I think I don't remember anything after this. Like, I knew kind of the very beginning of it. Um, I guess I don't quite under... Um, Michael, the book. Um, Michael Crichton. Uh, Michael Crichton. Brian Crichton. So, so this Jurassic was... Jurassic Park. Yeah, so this was after Jurassic Park. And I want to know, well, I was like, he might have written it before, well, possibly. Because like, I want to mm-hmm. know what it's happened. It's an older book. Cause like, and it might be the reason, sorry. No, yeah. That might be the reason why it got made, because Jurassic Park oh, yeah. was, it blew up, and they were like, oh shit, let's mine this dude's other shit. Because, He's an above the title name at that yeah. point. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it was a book, in my mind, I, and I was like, what the hell is happening? Like, I don't think he would have written something like this. It was like, they don't really, I, I, I felt like there were a lot of, holes in it like they it's incoherent they created things to make it go quick mm-hmm. it's like just kill this guy and you're good to go and it was like what mm-hmm. i was like of all the things that, that i knew that he has done that's written it was like that's it that's gonna stop everything i mean i will say this i after watching it i did kind of like it in the sense of like man for i don't think it was for 1999 that blew my mind yeah. It's like, what? And, I mean, if that was like a 94, 95 film, it's like, along with Braveheart, it was like, that was beautiful, mm-hmm. you know? But it's like, man, where where did the money go? Yeah. <laughs> like, where, where did you put the money into? Because it yes. wasn't special effects. And it was just like, did you pay Antonio $100 million? Went like, somebody's nose. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, so honestly, I, I, I liked it in the sense that it kind of made me giggle. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, you, it's one of those films you can watch and you can kind of laugh at where it's like, you, knowing that even though it's supposed to be a dead serious film, when and, and then knowing it was a flop as well, mm-hmm. it's like you can. It's, it's much easier. Yeah. It's it much lost easier around one hundred thirty million. Yeah. apparently, it's yeah. much easier to like nickpick it, and yeah. it, it, it almost becomes comical. So I actually liked watching it, also with you guys, art. Mm-hmm. But it was like it. Uh, but yeah, I would I watch it again. Yeah. Would well, I recommend it? Probably. It's interesting that you guys mentioned that it came out the same year as Matrix, and then we were talking yeah. about special effects, and then I was like, ooh. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a spicy meatball. There was, like, one big effect shot, and it was just, like, a horse jumping over yeah. a log or something. <laughs> and that, I was just like, ooh, this didn't age well. Yeah. But that was yeah. the most CGI that I, yeah. think I saw. Yeah, I, mean, I guess it wasn't even CGI. I, just, I think I was just more... Shocked that like superimposed maybe or something. Yeah. Well, they and they deliberately. It's like Waterworld. When they made Waterworld, they broke a lot of rules of filmmaking. Where it's like the, one of the rules is like you never set a movie entirely on water. You're just asking to spend mm-hmm. enormous amounts of money because water is unpredictable, especially on the ocean. You never know what the hell is going to happen. Yeah. They built sets for that movie. A typhoon hits and sinks them all. You know that kind of like there's long scenes in this movie set in the rain. There's long obviously it's all period. It's all costumes. It's all swords. Yeah. It's all on location. It's asking to spend a lot of money. And it, it so it came out again in '99 when and we were talking about this. All the original Lord of the Rings movies were being filmed. Mm-hmm. And again, I did not make that connection until you guys brought it up. Yeah, it's yeah. like oh, they, they were doing Helm's yeah. Deep at that time. Yeah, well. Oh, the Lord well, of the Rings. Well, like, I was going to say, I was like, they're, it, yeah. they're yeah, doing their own dirty version of Homestead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah that, I mean, it's a, to quote one of Travis's greatest lines, I mean, that kind of was a fake-ass B-roll Fozzie. Kind of like, <laughs> it's like that was kind Fozzie of... Fozzie Bear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was... A, yeah. It was... I will say this. I would recommend it, though. I would recommend it to someone to go watch. It was like, I don't think the acting was terribly bad. 
it did. Todd and I mentioned it. I did feel like one of the um, um, North Burley men was. It's like this guy needs to be in a Die Hard film. Yeah, it was like this oh. guy. Yeah, it's like this guy. Oh, the main dude. He yeah. was in Smoking Aces, and I think he was in some other shit. Like that dude, the main guy that played. Fuck, Todd. Talk. Tell what you thought about it before I start talking okay. to shit. I agree completely. Where it's like John McTiernan directed it. He did Die Hard. He did Hunt for Red October. And yeah, there were a lot of Euro diehard villains <laughs> walking through there. It's like, ah, oh, he's still a cowboy, <laughs> Mister McLean. No. Um, no, I would say that it doesn't age terribly well. It's, I mean, it's like right. it looks extremely dated. It's weird because McTiernan with Die Hard and Hunt for October. I think Hunt for October is extremely well, tightly directed yeah, movie. Yeah, I mean he. I mean it's a claustrophobic setting on board a submarine. He does a great job of not only keeping things coherent, where you know what's going on, who's in charge of what, who's given what commands, you know who's firing at what ship. It's like Die Hard. It's like again very well directed yeah. in an intense space. Yeah. This movie, which is wide open and epic, felt mm. like it was incoherent. It's like the yeah. action scenes felt like kind of sloppy. That's a good point. Like being like wide open, it might be. Yeah, it's tough to make sense sometimes of what's going on. You know, it's, it's more murky. And not only that, but this is a, this is a weird complaint that I normally I think that movies are too long and need to be shorter. This felt like a hundred minute movie that could have been longer and explained more. Yeah, and I agree with that. Yeah, it could have been longer, giving us more plot and more a sense of what like. Who we're supposed to be rooting for and why? Yeah, differentiate the, the, these blonde Nordic characters from each other, and who they are, what their role is, what their personalities are. You know, so I think that there could have been a little more time spent, basically yeah. massage the story out a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, especially when you bring Omar Sharif, Lawrence of Arabia. You know, he's been in all these epic movies that you think of when you see him. It's like he was uh, Antonio's homeboy oh, at the yeah, very the, beginning, the translator. It's like. They could have. It makes it more like they could have made this an epic, like longer, bigger movie. Yes, yeah, you know, having him in there and <laughs> the way that they were probably trying to promote it, they probably thought they had that on their hands. Yeah, and it was just like, oh, I see. Yeah. So it really only had two named like actors at mm-hmm. the time. Yeah, uh, Omar Sharif and then Antonio Banderas was like the main character the entire time. Yeah, and the rest I think were. Um, not not Swedish or or you know they were Scandinavian. Were, yes, thank you, Scandinavian uh, actors. Yeah, that were maybe known there, but not so much elsewhere. Yeah, it, it's an odd. And again, I thought it looked for that money kind of cheap. You know, where it's like you can you compare it to movies of the time, mm-hmm. like we were saying. It's like it looks like it just is not. I don't know where that hundred and thirty plus yeah. million dollars went. So, you know, it's like it, it just it felt lacking. It was a. Uh, this is gonna. I just thought of this because I thought of it during the film as well. But it had a. Um, it kind of had like a village the, from the uh, Night Shyamalan, like his the village feels. Like we never really. I mean, you kind of knew these creatures were out there, but you never got to understand really what the creatures were. And when they explained it, it was just like what? Yeah. It's like so. Yeah. It's like you never really. It's like oh, we just killed the main guy, mm-hmm. and they just fade away. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, like what yeah, that yeah, that didn't make a lot of yeah. sense. Yeah. I mean, I was just like, how do they know it's done? They still have a shit ton of guys out yeah, there. Yeah. I was like, they're just gonna be like, hmm. I guess that's it. Let's go home. And I guess we don't eat people anymore. I was like, <laughs> are we, are we done with that? Let's it's just like, take a knee. Drunk, we're, we're done. Our wearing lights over. Like, Sorry. Yeah. Lady throwing the bones. She knew what was up. I guess. Yeah. 
And did they cast the same? I know we asked during the movie, did they cast the same lady from Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves? <laughs> Where it's like, oh, you were in that? Yeah, let's just bring you off for this mm-hmm. one. It's like, the painted man, he haunts my dreams. Oh, gosh. All right, so if I can step in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the very first time I watched this, I heard it was a take on Beowulf. So in the, the epic poem Beowulf, he fights a giant monster creature named Grendel, kills it. Then he fights Grendel's mother, who's the mother of monsters or whatever. And then at the end, he fights a big-ass dragon. Yeah. So I'm like, man, fuck yeah, I'm down with this. Yeah. So as soon as they come out with like, all right, he's going to fight the dragon or whatever they call it, the glow worm or the fire drake. And he's like, dragon? And he goes out there and he sees it's just a line of cavalry with torches. Yeah. I was like, is that it? Yeah. Is there no dragon? <laughs> I got fucking catfished? Fuck this. Yeah. I fucking hated this movie when I first watched it. I was like, well, this is bullshit. Yeah. Um, and then I saw it again on TV, and then I think I watched it again, and then each time I watched it, it, like, it was, you know, became a cult classic. Yeah. It just became an earworm. I was just like, oh, yeah, I fucking dig this. I dig the soundtrack. Um, it's George Costanza when he dates a woman, like how she he eventually gets stuck in her head. Yeah, like yeah. A jingle. Stand mm-hmm. <laughs> And so, uh, like as I kept watching, I was like, you know what, this is badass. And you know, so most cult movies aren't well loved, right? Yeah. And so because there's not the love for the movie, and you realize that nobody else likes it, it makes you love it more. Kind of oh, like yeah. a kind of oh, like yeah. a band mm-hmm. where you're like, I fucking love this band. Everybody hates it. Makes me love it more. Yeah, it's like Nickelback. That's that's me exactly with Thirteenth Warrior, <laughs> is that I've loved it more and more. I'm just like I fucking dig it, and as a D and D fan too, I'm just like okay, that dude's the ranger, this dude's a rogue, this dude's a fighter. I just I just get in this hundred percent nerd mode when I watch it. Yeah, um, and for whatever reason. It's just, it's grown on me throughout the years and to where I've somehow acquired like three different copies of the DVD and I went out of my way to find the Blu-ray, which is not available in the States. And I bought some weird like import version of it. But it, I could see it's totally in your wheelhouse of the D&D thing. The, yeah. Like the fantasy Beowulf, it definitely hits your, hits your, hits your spots. Mm-hmm. I would say this is this is your Con Air and Taylor. Yeah, for sure. Oh, oh yeah. No, Con Air has John Malkovich, Nicolas Cage. Oh yeah, it's, it has. It's a, uh, it's a masterpiece. Yeah, <laughs> Steve Buscemi. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Dave Chappelle. Machete. Yeah. <laughs> Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo. One thing I did enjoy about this movie, Thirteen and Warrior, was it still exists in that fantasy world where there's still Billy Ray Cyrus mullets. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. It's still that the, dude was badass. It's still the kind of crispy. And he lived. Yeah. He's their fucking ranger. He was the Billy Ray Cyrus Aragorn. Yeah. The so. Trex. Dying the cliffs two miles up. <laughs> it was the achy, was up. The achy breaky heart strider. Yeah. And Ooh. then there was that one dude who uh, apparently they stopped filming for a couple months. This oh, one guy yeah. ate Twinkies two at a time and some Hostess yeah. cupcakes and some Swiss cake rolls. At the end, his cheeks... He got stung by bees. I, <laughs> I feel like they they they're like, all right, we're, we're we're wrapped up, we're all done. He's like, thank God. He went home and just started mowing down some snowballs and some ho hos and ding dongs. And then they're like, oh shit, we gotta do some pickup scenes. He Hashtag like, reshoots. What? Yeah, he was like, what? 
He's like, God damn it. I picture he was halfway through a KFC bucket. The phone rang. It's like, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I had to grow this beard back out. I got to get yeah. back my chain mail. Yeah. I was like, damn. Shit. That ain't going to fit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've gained four inches on my waist. <laughs> Six. <laughs> yeah, that was. Um, we're going to take a brief break and then we're going to draw our next movie. Oh, I didn't know that. For Cinema I Vino. It. I love it. I love it. I'm sexy. So, y'all, uh, don't get your panties in a bunch. Or do. Or do. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to draw the next movie that we're going to screen. We placed uh, some selections into a, a copper uh, pot here. Moscow Mule. Mm-hmm, to a giant receptacle. And yes. It's well, and, and let it be known that Travis has been left out of this. I abstained because we watched a movie and everybody hated it and yeah. hated me in turn. I hated you before. Well, yeah, like, we always honest. hated you. Just, no. this, this movie doesn't no. help or hurt it. It's yeah. like I'll just it can it can only wrap myself in the solace of my huge cock. I guess. <laughs> wow, what a strange metaphor. <laughs> Thank you. Are you. Okay, so so I put in three. Todd put in three. Wait, um, did you put in three? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Todd, Taylor put in four. Three oh God, inches. Ready? Do oh, it. Here we go. I'm so nervous. And the name of the color of the pen in my hand is royal blue. It's me sitting down the giant masculine mule. I'm okay with this. Three amigos. Yes, that's a Todd one. I'm into it though. I'm totally into it. Three amigos. That's Toddy. That's Mm -hmm. Todd. I'm into it. I've seen this a multitude of times. I don't think I'm okay with watching it again. I, you know, so I'm going to give Travis some justification here. This is one of those movies that I think I'd pick up something new every time I watch it. All on 13th Warrior, mm-hmm. where like it kind of grows on you. Like every time I watch this film, I always like find something new. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, sh-, you know, that, that I find funnier. Mm-hmm. And so, so. Uh, sort of like last time, we went through a couple of the other alternate takes. Oh, yeah. Um, we're going to do it again, and then whatever movie I say, uh, the person that put it in, they're going to own up to it. Okay. Well. <laughs> Ooh, this one I don't know of. The score. Oh, that was me. That That's was uh, De Niro and, and Norton. And Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando. Good movie. What? Yeah. Good weather. I, I put it on there because... I've seen it numerous times and it has not grown on me. But, oh, but I, no. <laughs> you don't it, like it? it? Let me put it this way. Um, at the tender age of 18, as I flew to London, England, um, that was the only film I could play on the airplane. Hmm. So I watched that a lot. Was oh. like, and on the way back, that was the only film Jesus. I could watch on the way back. Didn't so. you, when uh, you went to London, England, you asked for a cold beer and they were like, mm, we don't have that. Yes, I was a naive young and well, I said I would like a beer. Grolsch? Yeah, I said, can I have a Grolsch? And he was like, Grolsch? And I was like, yes. That's like so. <laughs> now but you yeah. don't know Grolsch yeah. here. 
All right. It, the score. Actually, that sounds awesome. It's, it's not a bad movie, yeah. I think it's back on Hulu or Amazon Prime now. I've got remember. that on DVD for those who are in yeah. antiquated technology. So is that, I mean, so it's one on one. I'm answering this? No, okay. No. Oh. I'm sticking with Three Amigos on that. All right. One. You know what? This one I can already tell who owns it, <laughs> and it's Todd. And fuck you, Todd. We tried to watch this one time, and you were like, the next time we watched half of it, because your bitch ass wanted to go to sleep, and then I was like, hey man, you want to watch the rest of that film? And I'm like, mm, I don't think I can. You know, fast forward three weeks later, and I was like, guess I'll watch this on my own. Uh, you're thinking about a different, but... Well, you're thinking excuse about me, Ed Wood. I'm thinking of Ed Wood, but this is Plan 9 from Outer, Outer Space. Space. What is that? It's an Ed Wood movie. Oh. It's an Ed Wood it's film. It's tasty. I love it. Yeah. It's it's weird, undead, alien, vampire thing. It's, it's the weird. worst movie ever yeah. made. Yeah, oh. It's, it's awesome. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it honestly is worth a watch. Mm-hmm. Especially if Tay hadn't seen it. I, I, want, could, I, want yeah. it. I would like to see Tay's interpretation. Yes. Yeah. It's like watching okay. with someone who hasn't seen it. It's like first time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like Christmas morning. Next one. Okay. What? Taylor, that's, that, that's Con Air. That's, that's, that's like, I don't give a fuck how many times y'all watch it. That is my 34 year. We're watching Tim Tebow crying. There better be a fucking thesis, 20 page dissertation deconstruction in your wheelhouse on this film. Why don't you give back the bunny? <laughs> that's. That's Nick Cage with a, a mullet? A skullet. Yeah, skullet. Yeah, yeah, pretty much a skullet. And a horrible southern accent. Yeah. Mm. Fog, foghorn leghorn accent. And this one, I know that Travis probably has. He, he doesn't now, know. This is, uh, this oh. is Todd. Oh, okay. Help. Beatles? No, that was nope, me. That's Tay. Actually, that was, me. Uh, yeah. was it? Yeah. Have you had me watch this? Help? I know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm was it actually like? Was it a long ass like music video with a kind? It, it, I mean, like, like Beach Boys vibe or something. Yeah, just, it's, it's built it's, around the music. Yeah, but before I, the drugs, during drugs, mm-hmm. they, nice. they were just smoking pot, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm down. I I'm like hundred percent. Yeah, it, that's just one of my other favorite films. I used to love to put on because also there's so much music. So I would just put on the VHS and let it go, mm-hmm. and you know. That's, that's one of my favorite times for Beatles music yeah. is that help period. Like the Sedova. <laughs> Last movie. Uh, Ringo. And Big Top Pee Wee. <laughs> that's, oh, we're going to get it one day. That's, I, I swear to God, that's it's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But we're doing Three Amigos, yeah. day, which means I'm excited about mm-hmm. the next film is Tay's Choice, which could be Connor. Mm-hmm. Which, we'll, well, I mean, at that point, I think I'll just throw in six movies and then like, Oh, and then like you, I like that. And then like talk and draw it out. Yeah. There. yeah, yeah, yeah. So next up is Three Amigos. I like that. Yeah, I like, I like buckle the, in for I that. Like the mail plane. <laughs> it's got little balls. balls. Little Nettie goes to war. Father, 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 father. Man, yeah, I um, love that movie. I'm already giggling just <laughs> I, and just before we get into it. Before we sign off, one of my favorite scenes in there is when they're in the campfire. And just the most beautiful backdrop in the world. It's so fake. It's just such this so like so deliberately blue, fake. It's so deliberately fake, and everyone's just yeah. They're just playing the guitar, and it's just like that is one of my favorite. No, one of my favorite is the, the turtle that says "Good night, Ned." Yeah, I laughed at that so hard as a kid. Uh, so, Good night, Ned. Uh, and I, I will say this, and I'll, I'll mention it once we watch the film. 
my dad, much like me in 13th Warrior, he watched that, was not in the mood, thought it was the stupidest fucking thing he'd ever seen. Then he watched it, and he was like, it's all about the mood that you're in. Mm-hmm. He saw it again, and he was like, this is the fucking greatest movie I've ever seen. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, you've killed the Invisible Swordsman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just beautiful. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm kind of kind of got a semi right now. Mm-hmm. Got, a, got a half stock. Well, yeah. well, hold on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah he does. Yeah. We'll back that up. <laughs> well, I back it up on this. <laughs> <laughs> so this has been another episode of Cinema Vino. We apologize. Yeah. And we love you. And join us next week for Three Amigos. We will talk about it we'll love on it and yeah uh, where, where else is this uh I, do we have we have tata's vino on yes Instagram. i've missed a yes. few weeks again but it's like i'm gonna post one tonight and tomorrow uh and we're gonna take a picture of all three uh 13th warrior dvds we got. <laughs> and yeah movie reviews.us <laughs> yes and movie reviews.us Movie reviews. I'm sorry, I missed it. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. And then, obviously, any of the podcast stations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, a lot of other places. Uh, yeah. And, and, and I also like the idea of us, every once in a while, giving each other homework to watch. Because yeah. Taylor watched some Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. Now, that probably would have been a better one to watch in this format. But still, mm-hmm. it's good it's shit. A, it's okay. It's a big world. A lot of movies. And, and we got a, we can fit a lot of movies in that little copper pot there. So diddle a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. There's room for everyone in this world if everyone makes eight some eight room. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pete's Dragon. There you go. You're welcome. <laughs> Fuck you, Disney Plus. <laughs> I think I shouted that in my sleep the other night. <laughs> Fuck you, Disney Plus. <laughs> Tay Day. Yeah. I just want the Aladdin TV series to be on there. That's all I care about. Mm-hmm. Watch that and Gargoyles. Can we get the real Ghostbusters cartoon back on TV? Ooh. That was my jam. What was the cartoon with all the athletes in it? With Wayne Gretzky, Bo Jackson. Yeah. Uh, Bring that back. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan was in it. Mm-hmm. That's a crime fighting family right there. I think it was. They did fight crime, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they had weaponized like hockey pucks. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I thought that was my idea growing up, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Agree to disagree. Yeah, catfished. <laughs> this has been another episode of Cinema Vino, and we thank you for coming along with us on the ride. And we apologize. Mm-hmm. Bye. Halloween costume would be John Ralphio from Parks and Rec. It's like, technically, I'm homeless. (laughs) (laughs) I am flush with cash.